Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Inner Fight Podcast. My name is Marcus Smith, and I am your host. Thank you so much for being here with me today. I'm going to talk all about searching, and as I've titled this podcast for something, it's my belief that we are here looking for something. You've come here to this podcast today to hopefully get something out of it. And therefore, you're in search. What we're in search for and what we're here for, sometimes we don't really know. So hopefully through this show, I might help you and I also might help myself. Worst case scenario, we get to spend 30 to 40 minutes together. Or I get to spend 30 to 40 minutes on my own and you get to spend 30 to 40 minutes listening to me talk and hopefully getting somewhere. This week's show announcements. No, I have not yet been bitten by a spider or a snake, despite the one that I put up on my Instagram. That one was on the beach. Unfortunately, it had, it looked like actually it had been attacked, which Holly told me they do get attacked by kookaburras. So that's a big announcement. If you see a snake that looks like it's been eaten a little bit, it could be a kookaburra. Make sure you don't get attacked by the kookaburras as well. Back to probably more important things. Next week in the gym sees the start of a new class run by our favorite coach, Milos. He is launching a class that is called Build, which will help you to, as the title suggests, build. It might help you to build a little bit more strength. It might help you to build some mobility. It might help you to build some confidence that maybe you're lacking for the mainline class or maybe you're coming back from injury and it might help to build you back up for that. You like the play on words there, build. If I could put it in simple terms, yes, it's very similar to a bodybuilding class. If you want to get a sample of it, his class on a Wednesday, his coach's carnage on a Wednesday lunchtime is very similar to what that's going to be like. That is kicking off. If you want to get involved in it, give the girls at reception a shout. And guy, we actually have a new guy at reception. His name is James. So if you pass by reception and you see a guy on reception and we've traditionally only had girls there, please do say hello to him. On another mem- and you can book in where I was going with that, you can book in through either reception or directly on the Mind Body app, either on the app or online. Some people don't know that their account also works online from a web browser. In other news, we have a new performance coach with us. Toby Buckland has joined us. Have a look around the gym for him. You will not miss him. He is massive and very good at working out. He's available for personal training. He also teaches the classes as well. And he is very very good at CrossFit. Give him a shout. Go and say hi to him. He might look like he might bite you, but he probably won't. Other things, final Fridays is coming, not this Friday, but next Friday. Get involved, get in a team. The format has slightly changed and there's a few little surprises. We've just actually finished a call today to put the finishing touches on what final Fridays is going to be this month. Go check it out. It's going to be something different. Register, let the girls or James know on reception, got that right that time, or book in on the Mind Body app. If you are looking for the running guys, the endurance guys, doesn't matter how hot it is, doesn't matter how humid it is, what's going on outside, Track Tuesday still goes 5.59 on a Tuesday over at Sports City. 
it will cost you 50 dirhams on the door to Sports City. There's no charge from our side if you're a member of the gym in some way, shape, or form. And if you want to run on the beach track on a Friday, they meet 5.59 just on the beach track in front of the surf house. It's about 400 meter mark on the beach. There's an hour run. It's loads of fun. You can jump in the water afterwards if you want, or you can jump into surf house and have a coffee with them. I have a thought this week, and I'm going to leave it here. What if we didn't see food as a reward? Let's get into the show. This is episode number 822 of the Inner Fight Podcast. Searching for something. No matter where you are in the world, thanks a lot for tuning in to the Inner Fight Podcast. Let's jump into today's show. Here we go. Another 30 to 40 minutes all on my own or with you, which is cool. And yes, those of you that do have the time to message me, I massively appreciate it. Sometimes talking into this microphone for 30 to 40 minutes alone is actually not very easy. That's why in front of me, I have a load of notes, which is quite interesting. A quick backstory on how this show came around and how I've actually put it together. I wrote a while back a series which I still dispense to certain people at certain time in my training, in Training Peaks. It's actually a bike series. And what it was called was searching. It was searching for form at a particular, the reason why I called it searching. I love series, by the way. If you've ever been coached by me or you're ever going to get coached by me, thank you in advance. And thank you to those that have trusted me to coach them. I love a series with small progressions. The mental and physical adaptation to go through that, I find really motivating. I've always found it motivating for myself and I use it with clients. Most people that I've used it on, it works with. This particular series, as I just mentioned, I named Searching. I named pretty much all of the series. There's one that I put in Steph.running Training Peaks recently called Ethiopian Witchcraft. So they're quite interesting names and they all happen for a reason. That particular series I designed based on some knowledge that I picked up for a book about Ethiopian runners. So they all come from a certain place. This particular cycling one was called searching because I was searching for form at a certain percentage of FTP, a certain power number. So I built a series that would, over a six-week period, develop that. I built that series actually not long, it's at least a year ago. And since then, I've done it probably twice, and I've dispensed it to a lot of different people. And every time I do it, I think of the word searching, and that's where this show came from. Because I believe, and I think we are, so I might believe that I'm right, but I might not be right, that we're always searching for something. If we're going to do a workout, we're going in search for the adaptations related to that workout. If we're downloading a podcast, as I mentioned in the introduction, then we're going to that podcast in the hope that we'll get 
some ideas, knowledge, inspiration, whatever reason. People listen to podcasts for all sorts of different things. Even crazily, and this is what Holly says to me a lot, she's like, you can just listen to a podcast for entertainment. She listens to some comedy podcasts. I remember a friend of ours was listening to some historical podcasts whilst running once, which she said was super engaging and super motivating for our, for me. I couldn't think of anything worse. So we're always searching for something. We're going to certain places. We're having certain interactions, engagements with other human beings or with various bits of content, which is normally prepared by other human beings looking for something. Well, I thought I'd try and put that in a show because I think it all comes round to two or three different things. One thing is, Maybe we're searching for, yes, that knowledge, but essentially, maybe, and it's only a thought, so stay with me, but maybe we're searching for our purpose. Maybe we're searching for, to understand more about life or to feel a little bit more alive. So here's to something that, maybe could be nothing, which is also quite exciting. And that's why I will try and keep it under 40 minutes. When we're searching for something, if we're searching for our purpose, what really is purpose? And I think maybe we've thrown this idea around a few times on the show recently, and maybe you've had it thrown around in your life. If not, I think purpose often leads to motivation. We have discussed, and many other, I guess, podcast hosts have probably, you've probably heard discussed, or many other people, what comes first, motivation or discipline. But a lot of the time, purpose really is, and I don't want to discuss that today. I think you know my views on that. But purpose does lead to a lot of motivation. And I want to give a few examples to kick off with there. In one of the questions that I feel personally gives me a lot of purpose is asking myself and also a lot of the people I work with and more often than not also Holly, which she, she, she takes, but she's always telling me, shut up. (laughs) Maybe sounds a bit harsh on her, but I'm always saying to her and I'm always saying to people, I'm always saying to myself, what am I excited about today? And the reason why I'm asking myself, her and everyone else, what are you excited about today? And you've definitely heard me say that on the show before is because that will give you a focal point for the day. That will give you a purpose for the day. And that purpose will give you motivation, which I think is super important. Purpose is also a massive human need, such as the need to feel safe is a, is a human need. We also need to have a sense of purpose. And it doesn't always have to be super complex. Sometimes the biggest thing that you could be excited for, the only thing that you really need to be excited for in that particular day is one single point in time, one single meeting that you're having with someone. So a lot of the time when people say, what's your purpose? Or when I annoy Holly and say, what are you getting excited for today? Or we ask people to present to us certain focal points that they're working on in that day or time, they think that it needs to be something really complex and a lot more profound, but often it can be something very simple. And to be honest, when life is not super simple, when you've got a lot of different things going on, be that work, be that relationships, be that training, or life just feels a little bit heavy, 
you might find your purpose, you might find your excitement in something a, li- a lot lighter. For me, one of my purposes or one thing that I actually get excited for every morning is the process of having a cup of coffee. That's why I post it a lot on my Instagram because I'm kind of excited. And in that moment that I'm having that cup of coffee, I'm able to have a little moment on my own and think about different things and have no distraction and no noise. And that brings me a lot of satisfaction. Some of you might think I'm a little bit crazy and that's okay too. But if you think about it, there might be some certain points within your life that are really simple, but that give you this sense of purpose and this sense of excitement. And of course, at the same time, it could be a lot deeper and it could be a lot more complex and the things that you're excited about could be a lot more big picture. The things that you're working on could be a lot more bigger picture. But each day we go out and we search for them. We work for them. We have to get excited about them. And really, I guess this show, if I was going to put it in a genre, I'd probably put it in a genre of motivation. (laughs) Not that, well, some people might motivated by it, but really it falls into that category. And that's why I massively believe that having a good purpose will help you to stay motivated because you'll be excited about what you're doing and the fact that you're going out there. The second thing that searching is about and the something is about and your purpose to feel alive is a little bit around awareness of your existence. And another great exercise that I've done multiple times with myself, and I think this exercise is one of the hardest exercises because what we seek to do when we're doing it is close the chapter. We want to put a full stop at the end. We want to underline it. We want to close the book, and we want this thing to be a masterpiece for us that ultimately defines us. And what I'm talking about here is the question of who am I? A lot of the people that I ask to write their definition of their who am I down really struggle. It takes a lot of time. It can be very difficult. Sometimes they start out with who am I not, which is a great way to start. Who don't I want to be? Who am I not? But I think understanding who you are and having awareness around your own existence and also having awareness around the fact that you're an evolving piece of matter. You change. You change by the second, you've been changing by the second since you were born. Therefore, your definition of who you are can also change. Maybe it doesn't need to change by the second. We're not all absolute chameleons. However, it's not a tattoo. It's not a sculpture. It's not set in stone. It's notes in that notebook or on that phone or the device that you make your notes on that you feel most comfortable with. And it's something that can often be referred to, refined, and reflected upon. Referred, refined, reflect. Have I just stumbled across something? God knows. That's what we're searching for. We're searching for maybe some increased awareness around our existence. And those of you that are struggling with this, and lots of people, as I say, do, yes, you can start with who I'm not. I encourage you to think about different things about different senses. And the senses that I like to use that I feel help me to relate. And if you remember when Jeff Strachan was on the show, he spoke a lot about smells, the sense of smell, 
that will remind us about certain periods of our life that will create connection of those periods of our life. That resonated with a lot of people. I got a lot of great feedback on that. But the other senses that I always like to explore is asking myself, what does it look like? So we look at sight. We obviously also look at smell. What does something sound like? Does it sound the same to you right now? Does it sound the same? Does it sound different? Does it sound the same as it used to sound? Does it also look and smell the same? So we've got those three to start with something that is harder and that's why this is so hard is because often we're unable to touch who I am think about that how do you touch who I am so what does it feel like to the touch the other sense our sense of taste is even harder when it comes to who am I but one thing that you might think of And this is an interesting factor is that on a certain point, you might have had a taste in your mouth when you're thinking about who am I? And if you think about it right now, you have a certain taste in your mouth. I definitely have a certain taste in my mouth right now. And sometimes it's related to what I ate before. Sometimes it's related to doing a show. When you're talking a lot like this, you actually get thirsty a lot and that brings a certain taste in your mouth. Just some different examples. But the final one is what does it feel like? And the feeling is not just the feeling to touch. The feeling is inside. If I say, I am such and such, how does that actually make me feel? Searching for awareness, I think, is super important. A lot of people might be aware of who they are. Some of you might not feel like that's a good place to start right now, and that's absolutely fine. Who you are right now and who you want to be could be something completely different. So maybe it's a good idea to start of who you want to be and then reflect later on who you are right now or the behaviors related to who you want to be. And then you reverse engineer it to the behaviors that you have now and realize that there needs to be a certain amount of change. However, keep in mind the senses, the sight, the smell, the sound, the touch, the taste, the feel. And apply them wherever you can. It doesn't always have to be literal. However, sometimes it can be. The third thing. There is some structure in this show. The third thing. There's structure in all the shows. It's time for water now because my mouth doesn't taste real good. Is exposing ourselves. And this is where a lot of the more physical searching comes from. Is exposing ourselves to help us to things that help us find that particular thing. Some of this is quite figurative, but if you think about what I said, that I'm looking forward to the coffee in the morning, why am I looking forward to the coffee in the morning? Because it exposes me to a little bit of time on my own. Time for me to think sometimes about me, often about others, sometimes about concepts, sometimes about absolutely nothing. (coughs) Water doesn't get rid of a cough. So what are we exposing ourselves to? Sometimes we're exposing ourselves to training. And in that training, we might not only find, if I go back to the original example of where this podcast title came from, we might not only find the form in our legs to sit at certain power percentage. I'm struggling here. Hold on. (coughs) Excuse me. I probably should edit that out, but I won't. We'll keep it natural. Fun fact. I have never edited one of my shows. Second fun fact, every single show I have recorded in good quality, I have published. 
Third fun fact, twice, maybe three times, I have recorded a show. Now it's making me double guess, but I actually backed this one up because I recorded it on three devices at the same time. I've recorded three shows that have all been about 40 to 45 minutes long, some of them very deep, and realized that I've not had my laptop or the recording device set up properly. And I've asked the guest to redo the show of which two guests have agreed. I think that's pretty cool. The other guests I haven't asked, no, no, the other guests we haven't been able to figure out. Anyway, she'll carry on. And I should try not to cough anymore and drink too much more water. So we're exposing ourselves to things that help us search, that help us find out a little bit. What are those different things? I mentioned it there, alone time sitting in the morning with a coffee, creating this time in your day where you can actually process thoughts. The world's quite busy. Devices are quite intrusive. There's a lot going on. We're quite invaded in our personal space a lot of the time because we have these devices that ping and ding and ding and dong and are just outright fucking annoying and everyone should put their notifications off the whole time unless it's a real emergency. And if you really do a survey of what's an emergency and what's not an emergency, you'll realize that nothing is an emergency except your family. Keep your notifications on for your family and you will do all right. Spend some time alone. You're giving yourself exposure to an environment that will help you search for something, for that purpose, for that feeling of being a little bit more alive. The other tools that we use that give us exposure is certain jobs. Who am I in a certain job might not be who I want to be. So is that who I really am? And am I going to continue to pursue that job or am I not? And the job might serve you for a certain amount of time and then you might realize that it's not actually who you want to be, but it was who you it served you in a certain way to get to where you wanted to be. And this is especially true for me. I loved my job at Adidas, but I knew it wasn't my job forever. I knew about two or three months into that job where I had maybe an epiphany, maybe a moment, maybe I lost my mind completely. I realized that Adidas was just a stepping stone, but I knew it would be about a four to five year stepping stone because I needed it to prepare me for what was going to be the next step. So I had exposure in that job for a long period whilst I gathered the tools to move to the next step. Other things that expose us are things like challenges, experiences, ultras. Ultras give me similar things to, well, you might argue, but they give me that time alone, the same as my coffee time in the morning or just spending a little bit of time alone. Relationships also give you that exposure and if it's a healthy or an unhealthy relationship, it could potentially continue to give you that exposure. I love my relationship with Holly because sometimes it's just like a mirror. She just holds up this mirror and asks me these questions like almost like a great mentor, which I encourage everyone to try and secure in different areas of their life. I think people should have mentors for business. I think there should be mentors for relationships, for sports. Some of them can cross over. Some people are super lucky that they found someone that has a skill set that can cover them off in all those different areas. And some people need one or two mentors for a certain areas. You could have two business mentors. You could have two training coaching mentors. We do it a lot here at Innerfight where we have a coach or a mentor for a client who's a strength coach and then one who's also an endurance coach. That's okay. It doesn't have to be one person. It doesn't have to be 20 people. But the relationship I have with Holly is often she's holding up a mirror to me and mirroring things back to me. So she'll repeat what I say 
which is a really interesting situation sometimes because she'll say you just said this and i'll be like no i didn't and she's like you did say this and i'm like wow that's actually what i said so i'm now getting exposure to these different things through different ways things like holidays give us some exposure to go a little bit searching for something and if you are on holiday or have been on holiday recently then you'll know exactly what i'm talking about and you set out and maybe you have a blank notebook maybe you have some things different i hope you have some things different to what's in your normal routine because that would be a shame if you didn't utilize that time where you have a little bit more space to go searching for maybe what you want to do when you go back or taking time to reflect on what you have been doing for the months gone by Things that I had as bullet points to read out to you guys or to speak out to you guys. You shouldn't say I'm reading them out. But if you're watching the video version, you can see I have the mic here. I have the camera there. And I also have all of my notes in front of me. And I'm very transparent about that. Because sometimes on a show that's just me, I need a lot of notes. Actually, on a side note, there's lots of side notes today. Some shows, I only need a few notes. This is the stuff about podcasting that actually no one teaches you and no one says it. I'm not sure there's many people on a podcast that would say stuff like this. Exposure to things that help us find something. For me, ultras, the gym helps me find something. My relationship with Holly helps me find things. The jobs that I've done historically and the job that I'm also doing helps me search for my purpose. Maybe I found my purpose. Maybe my purpose will change. And I think it's the same. Who am I and my purpose? They might be changing things. Challenges that I do, which is also related to ultras holidays that I go on, give me time to write things differently. And I often will take a different book to my normal, or journal, if you want to call it that, to my normal weekly journal. And I will write in that instead. And then alone time. For some, time, some people want to go on retreats. Some people want to go on silent retreats. That's cool as well. Some people need that kind of environment, I would say. Some people call it excessive discipline. Yes, maybe it is excessive discipline to be on a silent retreat and a fasting retreat for long. Some people need that. For some people, it'll work. For a lot of people, it actually won't work. So think about giving yourself exposure to the things that you think will help you find and then run them by those closest to you because sometimes a sense check is definitely something that's going to help you even more. I think the next thing when we're talking about searching for things, searching for meaning, which hopefully will help you along the way is to start to define different keywords of life. And this is also a different keywords of life. That sounds so deep. Different keywords or different words that can just all fit nicely into this jigsaw at some point. It might feel like a dot to dot, but actually it becomes a really well-fitting jigsaw. But not always, if we stay on the jigsaw theme, we might fix certain areas of the jigsaw and I think we have to be happy with that. If you think, this is not in my notes, but I've just thought of it. If you think about building a jigsaw, once you get, if there's sky in it, once you get the sky in, you've put all those pieces together, there's a certain amount of satisfaction and relief. You don't only, you get fully excited when you finish the jigsaw, but when you finish certain areas, you get excited. And I think it's the same when it comes to us as human beings, when we're, we're out there, 
searching for who we are, for what makes us happy. And these are some key words that, again, on a piece of paper, in a journal if you have one, in a book, however you want to do it on your computer, they're worth writing down and thinking about. Success, happiness, health, relationships, career, to be, love, and anger. Don't start with them all at the same time. Start with where you feel super comfortable and write some words about them. What are they to you? Second thing is what behaviors, what current actions and behaviors do you have in your life that demonstrate them or maybe even demonstrate a lack of them? Go the other way. And then what are your ideal actions that would demonstrate that word in the most beautiful way? And then what changes, where are the holes, where are the gaps? What changes do you need to make? This is actually getting quite deep. That's a really hard exercise. To be honest with you, the whole, this whole show is really hard because we're talking about purpose on this planet, which I think a lot of people spend their life not even knowing about. Success, happiness, health, relationships, job, career, to be, love, and anger. What do they mean to you? What behaviors are you currently carrying out that exemplify them? And what are your ideal behaviors? Whew, do you need a break? Number five or point five in my notes here, which you will be not surprised is back up at the top of the page. So I've gone from that side down to there. I went across to there. I'm going up to there. I heard a stat and I haven't, look this up. So please don't quote me. Somewhere around 70 to 80, and maybe I'm sounding really dumb here and everyone knows this stat, but somewhere around 70 to 80% of our life is lived in our subconscious. We just do it. Which, when you think about it, like when, when did you think about eating? When you, you don't really think about driving, you just do it in your subconscious. So a lot of it we obviously do in our subconscious. Therefore, some things we see and some things we do not see. Two people could go into one room and it's actually happened right here where I am right now. There's a bike in front of me on the left, which actually I need to move this bike because it's in the sun, it's going to be in the sun the whole summer, and I need to move it. I'm going to move it after the show. And that bike's been there for quite a while. And people will come in, and they'll be like, oh, you've got a new bike. And I'm like, no, that bike's been there forever. A few weeks ago, this is damn true, gospel truth. Everything I speak about, I'm not lying. I don't have to. One of our brand values is honesty. Boz came into the office and literally came in, got her bag, and left. And Tom was sat in the office 10 minutes later, she called Tom and she's like, where are you? He's like, mate, I'm in the office. You just came in. She's like, you weren't in the office. He was sat in here the whole time. I saw him in here. She was in here. Some things we see, some things we don't see. Some things are conscious. Other things are 
subconscious. A lot is happening in our subconscious. So what we, what the ultimate goal is, and it will never happen because it's against our operating system and we don't want to almost take up hard drive space of focusing on every single thing. This is a little bit of food and I'm going to put it in my mouth and it's going to taste like this. We kind of just roll and do it. However, creating more consciousness and more, it goes back to what I was saying about awareness and feeling around our actions will probably help us in our search for meaning and purpose in life, I hope. There's a great book about this, which is not for everybody. Please tread carefully. It's a book called The Body Keeps the Score. For some people, it will, it could be very dangerous to read it. For others, it is absolutely the right thing and everyone will come to a point if they work on themselves enough they'll come to a point at some stage where it's a fantastic book to read but what it says is the body actually and the mind sees everything and keeps it there but it doesn't let you have it and this is a lot to do with how the brain works therefore to create some time to understand that some things we see and some things we don't to create some time in reflection to have what i was speaking about before to have some guidance and membership mentorship not membership you can come and have a membership at the gym anytime you want but in this case guidance and mentorship is something that is really super important it's the same as what i was saying holly to me often is holding up a mirror she's asking me questions and all she's doing is bouncing stuff back to me. That's a lot of what mentorship is. Yes, it's teaching, but it's asking the right questions at the right time and allowing the person to answer them for themselves. It would be quite boring if we gave them the answers and it didn't register with their conscious mind but went in their subconscious because they wouldn't learn anything from it. What we also have to understand when it comes to conscious and subconscious, and this is also massively spoken about in that book the body keeps the score which helps us all of this is interrelated it helps us is that a lot of trauma is passed to us not a lot but sometimes a lot so a lot's not not the right word but trauma is actually passed to us through different generations we may not know it we may not be aware of why we're behaving in a way that we're actually behaving that is making us happy or sad in our life. Therefore, to try and unpack a little bit of what's happened in your past could bring you, yes, it could be painful, but it actually could also bring you a lot of freedom and happiness once you've unpacked it. Going through it, generally, I see this with people, is a little bit painful because you're having to pull up things, you're having to go back into history into the history books you're sometimes having to ask some difficult questions you might have to pull up some not so nice things that happen to you or happen to family members but when we get that out we can often link it to why you're behaving in the way that you're behaving now and that way that you're behaving now might not be a way that you want to behave but your subconscious is forcing you to behave like that so it's always nice to go back and sometimes we'll go through those different stages of grief and generally we have five stages of grief that we go through in a number of different ways number one being denial we deny the fact that this stuff is happening no i didn't i didn't i don't have any trauma passed to me I, nothing bad happened to me when i was a child that's making me behave right now it is but we deny it at the start. We then go into a stage of anger because we 
feel that we can't change those things that happen, but actually in reality we can. And if we keep an open mindset to go forward and want to wake up every day with a purpose and with excitement and have found something that we've been searching for, then definitely we don't need to be angry. We can just be happy because it's going to get better. But when you're in a tough situation, you can't often see that. And therefore, the third stage of grief is that we actually just start bargaining with ourselves or those around us. And this not only applies on personal development stuff, this applies in every single way. And then we go into a state of depression because we feel that we can't change it. We can't get out. We feel very trapped until the final stage that we actually accept what happened and that maybe there is a certain amount of things that happened in the past that is not right or we are not behaving in the right way and therefore we can't be free to go forward and we accept what's happened. Five crazy stages of grief that apply to so many different areas. But this is the thing. You'll find out things that maybe you didn't need or you don't feel serve you in that moment. And sometimes that's a bit hard. And sometimes it's a bit like, it's almost like a casino in a way that you have to be in the game to win it. But sometimes you're going to lose along the way, which I don't want anyone to lose. And I think it's, I think the search for things, if there's expectation that the only things you're going to find out there that will give you more purpose are the good things is a little bit of a naive way to look at it, knowing that you will definitely somewhere along the way find things that are maybe not so ideal because life is not perfect and your past also is not always perfect. Thank you for still being here. I'm nearly finished. I said half an hour and we're nearly there. or We're a little bit over half an hour, but I feel that we're nearly there. I have a summary for you. Why must we search? I think we're all a little bit lost. We've all had things happen. We've all gone through things. We all process things in a different way. In simple terms, we all have a little bit of shit. However, we all want to have a good purpose. I think we all want to wake up in the morning super excited. That will give us a lot of energy. Purpose gives us motivation. Motivation makes things happen. Discipline eats motivation for breakfast. So it's okay. We're all a little bit lost. There's a lot of people out there that can help us, that can help us in our search. And that's a lot of what we do here in a fight through physical fitness. We're helping people in their search for a greater body. And in that comes lots of different things come out. It's actually quite interesting. We thought, I thought it was only COVID that the coaching equation shifted from scientific to emotional, but it seems like we've stayed in the emotional state and the scientific percentage of coaching would go back up again, but actually it's not. It stays there and the scientific part of it is super important, but the emotional part of coaching remains ultimately high. People can help, but what's important is that you have openness. Maybe if you think you're ready, go and read the book, The Body Keeps the Score. Understand how your mind works, maybe what's locked up potentially in there and where maybe you can go and look for answers. And in doing so, you're increasing awareness. You're also evolving as a human being. But one of the key factors, and it's a word I've mentioned a few times, is that we need to always be in a state of reflection. 
not looking back and living in the past, but an ability to look back because that's actually where a lot of the answers are. And I want to close with something that I think is very important is that you're a super unique human being. I'd love to say all of you are very beautiful, but maybe some people might feel that that's a bit strange. But those that have an open heart and can take that in, you're all very beautiful people. And you all have a huge amount of great qualities and potential. And I genuinely really mean that. But some of those could be locked up. Some of them are not coming out right now. It's nothing about anyone else. It's all purely about you. And if there's a second book I can recommend that will help you with this stuff, there's a book called The Untethered Soul, which will make you realize that everything is inside. And yes, we can get influence from the outside. Yes, we can expose ourselves to certain things, jobs, environments, challenges, holidays, whatever it would be, to try and prompt these things from coming out. But at the end of the day, everything you are searching for, you have inside you. You have your purpose. You know, although you might not be able to feel it, smell it, taste it, touch it right now, what makes you feel the most alive, we just have to help you get it out. Keep searching. There's greatness inside of you. I'm confident. Thank you so much for listening. Have a fantastic day.